morning, encouragers. Welcome to the Encourage Her podcast. Season three is here. Holy girl summer. Welcome to a summer full of developing habits to become more holy. Let's not worry so much about the exterior this summer. Let's focus on our interior. Let's be whole and healthy. I can't wait to get started. Welcome to season three. You know you've heard it, Holy Girl Summer. Throughout the summer, you will be receiving practical and encouraging advice on how you can pursue holiness. However, we're feeling like there's a real importance in sharing some stories along with the practical advice. Because this is the deal, we're real women. And we need to hear stories of other women who are also pursuing God in their life. Going through things, trials, struggles, triumphs and victories, these stories spur us on and they help us reflect on our own story. So along with our pursuit of holiness, we're going to sprinkle in a series called Your Dreams, His Plans. And my inspiration for this story came from Jeremiah 29:11, where it says that God has plans for us. The exact words are for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans for a hope and a future. And this was when God was talking to the people of God um, when they were in exile, living under the old covenant. And he was telling them, there's a future, there's a hope, there's newness coming. I have a plan. And that's for us too, ladies. He has a plan for you. Have you seen that in your life? Has something gone a different way than your plans were? And God said, "Mm, we're going to go this way. Or you're going to get to do this right? These are real life stories from real women who've experienced God moving in their life. You're going to hear some hard stories. You're going to hear some happy stories, but they're real. I pray that as you listen, you're inspired and encouraged by the real and raw story. And I also hope that you'll be able to take some time after each story and pray and ask God to show you where he's moving in your life. Maybe even reflect on what he's done because we can be forgetful about how good and holy our God is. All right, today we're going to get started with one of these beautiful stories, and you'll hear them sporadically throughout the summer. I hope you enjoy. As you're listening, if you think of someone, will you share this with her? Will you help us spread the mission of encouragement? Have a blessed day. Enjoy her story. Hi, Gail. Hi, Joanne. How are you? Good. Welcome to the Encourage Her podcast. Thank you for having me. So glad you're here. You are the first guest on our new series, and we are calling this series Your Dreams, His Plans. Mm -hmm. And it is based on the scripture found in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11. And I really was just thinking a whole lot about this, um, actually during COVID and just kind of how all of our plans were paused, you know, and how uncomfortable that felt and sort of story after story of women feeling forced into this new feeling and situation, having not much say and just how uncomfortable, like as humans, just in general, how uncomfortable we can get when plans are changed. 
especially if we had a different plan. Um, and I was just, I know I can relate to that. I have so many examples in my life of that. And then when we bring God into that mix um, and we think about that spiritually, how we have plans and sometimes God has different plans for us. How we have dreams that we've held on to for a long time, maybe even. And he, he doesn't have that same dream for us. Um, and what that feels like and what do we do with that? So I thought of you and um, reached out and I'm just so grateful for your time. And I know you have just such a beautiful story to share, but I'm curious when I called or when we were talking about the concept of this series and you heard those words, your dreams, his plans, um, what was it that you thought about? Well, it's really uh, kind of funny because you reached out to me and I mean, it probably took a millisecond for me to say, oh, I have a story. You know, I have a testimony to share about that because that has really been um, a, a central part of my testimony. Um, so I'll kind of back up, you know, uh, to my maybe teens, um, early 20s is really where this came to be um, a significant part of my walk with the Lord and part of my recommitment to him and trusting him with my life. Um, so as a teen, I was, uh, I was a gymnast. I was an athlete, pretty high, uh, performing athlete. And, um, just through, you know, the hardships that went on with the sport, I, uh, when I got to college, I went on to do cheerleading. Um, mm -hmm. so I was a collegiate cheerleader and, uh, really started investing in dance. And was really excited about this new part of my life. I loved it so much. And it was really interesting because I never would have imagined that I would be this athlete that, you know, um, just uh, high training and that I would, you know, kind of go on this journey with cheerleading and dance. I just don't consider myself in that personality. But mm -hmm. so I, um, I was really excited about this. I started... Uh, you go know, doing really well with it. And at some point I started, you know, trying out and auditioning for professional cheer teams, professional dance teams. I had started making some teams. I made the, yeah, at the time it's kind of like a minor league uh, basketball, uh, USBL. Then I did mm -hmm. the arena football league, uh, which was really exciting. And I was like taking classes at Broadway dance center in New York city. I just loved okay. it. It was so exciting. Um, and then, so basically what happened is I started working on, you know, auditioning for the big leagues, right? I started, I auditioned for the New Jersey Nets and they were filming a TV show, which about the audition process, which was really funny. <laughs> so I, uh, basically I made it through every audition. I made it to the final rounds and there was 20 of us left after hundreds. And I, you know, I, I knew it was a long shot because they picked 12, uh, dancers and they already had, like, there was a lot that were returning from the previous year. So I really knew it was a long shot, but you still have always kind of hold that hope. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my background in gymnastics, you know, it always kind of put me ahead of the game in the sense that I would be flipping and they would want to feature your unique talents. And it always includes flipping, which people were always, they always love that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I didn't make the team. Um, I was crushed. And, uh, but then there was another opportunity that opened up with, uh, the Eagles and, uh, I decided to pursue that. So they were looking for like, a, I don't know, the Eagles have a lot more, I want to say in the twenties. And once again, I, I spent the month 
auditioning and I felt I had it in the bag. I was uh, the choreographer, the coach. I had gotten to know them. I, you know, they were relying on me to teach other uh, ladies that were trying out the dances and just to review. They, you know, so I felt like this was a shoe in. I just was so confident. And I got to the audition night, the final night, and uh, there was a panel of 15 NFL Philadelphia Eagles executives, and there were 15 men. Wow. So that's like a whole other story. But <laughs> so 15 men, and so they didn't even see it. They didn't see us this whole time of auditioning. And once again, I was like, okay, it's you know not a big deal. I, I knew I was a strong dancer. I had, did my flips, you know. I uh, felt very confident and I sat there they went through the list of the final 20 some and my name never was called. So women that I was teaching the dance to that they, that they um, relied on me to help them were Mm -hmm. making the team. Um, And they were, you know, gorgeous and, you know, kind of all like what you would think of when you think of a professional cheerleader. And I just was like mind blown. Like there's gotta be a mistake. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Um, so needless to say, I remember driving home that night and, you know, it was like an hour drive. I lived up in central Jersey at the time and just talking to my mom and crying and devastated and disappointed because I just thought this was it. Like that was, you know, Mm -hmm. I just completed my master's degree in social work from Fordham university, but I wanted to do this. Uh, and so anyway, I went home that night. I was just really devastated. Um, and I just remember my parents saying to me, you know, there's just a reason, you know, I grew up in this wonderful Christian home, uh, that just always would always ground me and I didn't always want to hear it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, but this is what I wanted. Like, when do I get what I want? You know? Yeah. And they just would keep saying, you know, we just, just pray about it. What is the next step? You know, this is not the direction. Maybe there's more, there's other opportunities, right? So I went to bed that night very heavy hearted and I prayed and I woke up that morning and it was just, there was a peace and there was that, it it was kind of interesting because I woke up and the very first, and this is how God has always worked. He works kind of when I sleep because I'm so stubborn and I don't always (laughs) listen well. I can't Um, relate to that at all. I have no idea what that feels like. (laughs) (laughs) I have a stubborn one. So he like literally waits until I don't have a voice and don't hear you. And so it's like, so he, he, I woke up and the very first thought was like, you're going to Louisiana to live with your family, like your family down South. Cause I had family that I never got a chance to grow up with. My dad's in the ministry. We lived in different parts of the, the East coast. So I never had an opportunity to live near these relatives that I loved so much. So I woke up and I just went upstairs and I said to my parents, you know what? I feel like I'm supposed to go to Louisiana. I'm supposed to go live with my aunt Tamara, spend time with my grandfather. And I don't know why. And so they were like, okay. So they called my aunt that day. We talked and it was a done deal. It was a plan. Wow. And so I, uh, you know, eventually just a few weeks later, I made the road trip down and I didn't know what the plans were. It was kind of like blindly just going. And I didn't know the purpose. I spent six months. I, I was, it, it's almost like God stripped away, but I was like joining him in that process. Mm. I, I fasted. I, um, I fasted from 
you know, a lot of the secular music and, and movies and TV that I felt like would normally I would be so caught up in. And I just was like, I just want to use this time to connect with God and connect with my family. So six months. So I interviewed for a job down there um, that never panned out. Mm. And, uh, I, I wanted this job in Louisiana. It never panned out. It was like they offered the job at the point where I was leaving because I don't know why it took that long, but this is where I say that was God. Mm, yep. Um, and so I, uh, you know, he kind of ended certain relationships that weren't supposed to be. And, uh, and then I just really fasted and prayed and just held on. I mean, I have a journal from that time. It's very rich, um, and, emo- and raw and emotion, but there's so much hope and so much faith. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I even, there was, when I was down there, there was even a, um, the team, the old Charlotte Hornets, uh, NBA team moved to new Orleans when I was down there and they had a, a brand new audition, right. For the, for their first year, you know, dancers. Oh, wow. And I had my resume, like, I've already done this. I've already been a professional, you know, I'm from New York city. I took classes at Broadway dance center and I have my flips. <laughs> <laughs> so. I went and once again, it was God saying like, are you kidding me, Gail? Like, this is yeah. where you are. So I went, <laughs> I didn't even make it past the first round. I don't even know what happened. And it was like, fine. Cause I was like, I was just trying one last time, God. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, <laughs> but maybe. Oh, so anyway, that's how stubborn I am. But so I, um, just really that time was, was just really a, you, you know, you talk about exile or you talk about mm-hmm. like that, that time in the wilderness, that, that was that time for me. I didn't know who I was. I was, I relied so much on myself as an athlete, um, you know, that I just didn't really appreciate who I was in God. So everything kind of, I was kind of in this barren period. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point, I, I remember clearly it was December and I was, I woke up one day, I was like, my time here is done. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And both times how you woke up. I, I, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And the song that always stands out is a Switchfoot song, Only Hope, because it was like, it was all about how you have these dreams, right? And we don't always know our dreams come shattering down and, and we just look to God and he is our hope. Mm-hmm. And I felt that so strong. Um, so I didn't, still didn't really know the purpose. So I, you know, moved back home. And I was kind of a renewed person in my faith and a renewed person in, in who I knew God wanted me to be. Wow. Uh, so it was a growing journey. I went into some, some ministry, did youth group, um, youth ministries. And I, I uh, worked with girls uh, in the Life Hurts, God Heals program using my social work degree and my heart for, for those who are hurting and those yeah. who are lost. And I just really started to find that passion and connect there. Um, and I started, you know, I started my first job as a, as a social worker as a, at a school. And I, from then on, I just continued to kind of grow. Uh, I started off at a private school, then I went into the public school district, just starting to really find my passion for uh, serving kids and serving um hurting kids and some of the most vulnerable kids who are in foster care. Mm-hmm. So I uh, continue that path. It's really interesting too, because I remember when I was a school social worker, 
you your job is like really just within the school. So if kids are having a hard time, you know, you work with the kids in the school, but you send them out to a, a, another private therapist. Right. And I said, well, gosh, I don't know what they do out there, but I'm so glad this kid has somebody else to go to. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I would never do that. I'm good as a school social worker. I'll do that for the rest of my life. I won't go into private practice. Uh, that's just like foreign. And I mean, sure enough, where am I now? I'm a private practitioner. <laughs> I have my own practice. Um, never say never, right? I know. Never say never. I think twice about any time I say never, even now that I'm like, oh, don't say that. Cause mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I have found that my passion and my calling in life, the, the, the fulfillment I have is truly to serve the hurting and and the vulnerable through um, my work with kids who are in foster care, who are adopted, kids who have had trauma. Uh, And I've since, you know, more recently uh, became a co-founder for, well, I am a co-founder for uh, the Gymnastics Collective. So it's taking my background and all the hard times in gymnastics and um, developing an organization that's going to help enhance athlete safety. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's really exciting. Um, incredible. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy to think about this whole testimony and, you know, I don't know what would have been if I actually got what I wanted. I do, I do know you don't always know. And that's the thing. You don't always know the why, you know, if you get that answer, that's amazing, but you don't always understand why certain things don't happen. But when I, I forget, that's probably when I was in Louisiana at some point. And I had a friend who actually made that the Eagles cheerleading team when I didn't make it. And I kept in touch with her. And that was the very first year that the Eagles cheerleaders put out a lingerie calendar. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't know. God knows me. He knew my heart. My faith wasn't strong at that point. I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Right. Um, and that's I wild. That's why, but I just truly believe he was protecting me from myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you and, sometimes I feel like you do get like a little one example, right? Like you might, we might not get the full story as to why until the other side of this world, right in heaven. But yeah, I feel like he's so good that he sometimes just gives us those little reminders, like see, yes. you know, just continue yeah. to trust me. Yes, you know. Yes. And who knows where, if, if I participated in something like that, how that could have impacted me now where I am, you know? Yeah. So I, I truly at this point, you know, it didn't take long for me to get to the point of like, all right, God, I clearly see you were protecting me for myself. I don't know if I would have been strong enough in my convictions. I was a hurting person myself right? to to not make choices that would have an impact down the road. So yeah, I can look back now and, and feel like, gosh, wow, like and how amazing that you intervened. And I was so mad and I was so sad at that time. Yep. So confused. So confused. I grieved the loss of this dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but, you're like, I'm good at it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I think that's where it can get confusing too. And I, so much, I mean, there's yeah. so much to your story. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't mention this, but I've known Gail, I don't know how many years we've known each other now, maybe eight or nine years. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we're in a community group, which meets every Sunday, um, which really is kind of related to parenting and really the intention of being an intentional parent. But it's rolled into just such a beautiful community of people who just are there for each other in life. Right. So I know Gail's story and I know where she is now. But to hear it all together like that, 
I don't know if I've ever heard it all together in one storyline and to picture it that way. It's just so amazing. And then knowing what you're doing now and how you're counseling children, like you said, and how even the most recent, which is the Gymnastics Collective, which to anyone listening, I will put all of this information in the show notes so you can check out what she's up to. Um, But just to put you back into sport, you know, to take you kind of where you started, which was in sport and with girls, right? And how that filled you up and it filled your cup and you love dancing still and you love gymnastics still, that never left you. But he is so good to us that he brought you back into that only to do good. You know, and I just think when you look at that as like a timeline, it's just it brings you back to awe because now that you're on the other side of it, you know, it's it's awe because it, at first it starts with confusion. But wow, if we can just trust um, when I was thinking about this series, I was thinking about Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And, you know, as I said, it is a it is a promise that God has plans for us and that there's hope for a future. But sometimes I feel like we can get that twisted in thinking, well, if I trust you, I will only have hope. It will only be good. You know, and I think sometimes we can kind of mix up those words a little bit and misunderstand what he's saying. He's saying, yes, trust me, but you might not understand. It still might not feel good all the time, but I do have plans and they are for your good. You know what I mean? But well, it was really actually hearing all of that back is um, just completely almost mind blowing in a way. I guess I've never even thought about how 20 years ago um, I was in one place and where I am now and the connection between the two and how God has used experiences, hard stuff and using it today um, to be part of a solution to a very hard problem that's out there in the gymnastics world. Uh and using the passion and using something that was given to me early in life. And I didn't understand what happened to it or why it went away. It's so confusing, but to hear it kind of, it's just really powerful. Um, um, I actually had chills when you said that. Mm. And I think that's the power of story, even our own story. So me knowing you for eight or nine years and really never, never heard the story in full necessarily from start to finish, you know, in a way. Right. It's just so powerful, right? To even be reminded ourselves of where, um, I loved how you said journaling too during your story, because I do think that's one way we can remember. Uh Um, And not everyone's into journaling, but, you know, it can be as simple as just the note section of your phone, writing down every time you see maybe an inkling of what God is doing in your life or um, someone I heard along the way, someone said, look for the glimmers. Yeah. And it was like just little sparks, you know, it's not like maybe fully lit up yet. <laughs> um, it's not fully clear, but God is always working. That is the truth. And we are asked to trust him and we, he is working for our good. It just exactly. doesn't always feel great. And it's not always clear, you know, and I love how you said the word peace too, because I'm always encouraging women to seek peace. Mm. Yeah. I just think that is such an important part of the process in following the Lord is seeking that peace. And if there's a lack of peace, like maybe that's a sign, right? Slow down. Maybe you're not on the right direction of what he has planned for you. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I'm so thankful for your time today. And just as we close, um, you know, in the next few weeks, we're going to hear all different kinds of stories from women. 
and you know, they, the women listening right now, they may not have been a gymnast. They might not have moved across the country. They may not be, um, you know, in social work, but we all make plans. And sometimes they're not in line with God's will for our life. And that can be hard. Um, even great things can happen to us. And we're like, what? You know, like I had babies nine months apart. Say what? Uh, mm-hmm. I did not plan for that. Um, <laughs> whoa. You know, people always say, God bless you. Like, oh, he did. Um, <laughs> but that was overwhelming, you know, um, and beautiful and amazing and lots of things. But that wasn't in my plan, you know, um, and yet it was in God's plan. And what advice would you give to the women listening today in regards to your plans or Mm -hmm. your dreams versus his plans What would be like a piece of advice you would leave them with. Well, I think about what got me through, right. Just knowing, I mean, Jeremiah 29, 11, just knowing that if whatever I thought was good for me, wasn't his plan, that whatever is next is even better. And I won't know the joy and peace of that until, until you're there, right. You just, won't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to trust that it is better. And I also encourage, you know, any way that you can, I, I, the journaling was powerful for me. I'm not a journaler, but I committed to doing that. I'm thankful that I did because I could see my heart and my, my faith journey through that. Um, I also read books and one that was very powerful for me is an older book, the Heinz feet in high places. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of the journey um, to, you know, kind of be in this union with God. Uh, so, you know, kind of just taking time to, in the hard, to worship, to read, to pray, to, you know, whatever it is that's going to help you, tr- like, get to that place of trust. Sometimes it's work, mm-hmm. right? It's not automatic, but it is worthwhile. And then when you're the, his plans, start coming to fruition, there will be a joy and you'll be like, this is why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what you thought would fill your cup, it's becomes a different kind of joy level. You're like, whoa, you know, I thought that thing was going to fill my cup fully and whoa, now I'm overflowing, you know, and it can be overwhelming, but wow, the joy that comes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I truly believe we sell ourselves short sometimes and I look back at my testimony, I'm like, gosh, he, I would have sold myself short, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he knows the other side and he didn't want to keep me going down that path. You know, um, I also believe that he knows if sometimes when he loves and cares for you enough, he is going to interrupt your plans mm-hmm. that, you know, there could be harm, right? We don't know. We don't know, but he does. Yep. So I am always thankful that, gosh, I'm so glad. I'm pretty sure God has saved me out of really bad situations many times in my life. <laughs> I 100% agree so with that. Yeah. Oh, man. I often think of that like little, we live in New Jersey, so there's a lot of road rage. And I yeah. often think sometimes like silly things, but it's not silly, like a red light when you're in a rush. Mm-hmm. Why, Lord? I'm, I'm going to be late, you know? And yet there's some, there's a reason there's just, he's always doing things. And sometimes we just get so caught up in our rhythms or our tasks or whatever it is that we forget, you know, and these verses just to be, I love what you're saying. Just remember, you know, and that it does take work. It does take intention. Yes. um, And to remember that sometimes because we do get, we get caught up in our plans. Yes. Yep. 
Well, Gail, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I will put um, the song that you referenced and the book on the show notes and then um, your contact information in case you, you shared something um, or women have more questions for you. As long as you're comfortable with that, they can reach absolutely. out um, through, you know, your, your contact information. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks, girl. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Have a great day. All right. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. for joining me today. It was fun being together. I pray it encouraged you. And now get out there and be a woman who encourages her. Did you think of someone while you listen to this podcast? Share it with her. Help us spread the mission. You can also go onto our website, www.encourageher.net to find resources and even apparel to help you encourage her. Have a fantastic Monday, and we'll see you again next week.